All right, so we're going to try to make this a minute or less. I don't think we can. I don't think we can either. But, but we'll here try. we are. Okay. Season two, episode, episode one. one, episode number 46 overall. Coming up in today's episode, we talk about the arc that's going to be happening in season two. We have a, a new thing that we're going to be doing that's going to take the whole season. Major, major plot point. Major plot point. Absolutely. Whole, also, whole, new, whole new turn of events. We've taken the show in a whole new direction. We have viewer mail. We, that is part of the old direction that we're still latched onto. We are going to be talking to June Pock of the Boston Crossword Tournament that Brian and I are going to be attending in, in two weeks from today, yes, I believe. Yes, in two weeks from today. In two weeks from today. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about a couple of the puzzles from this past week. For all those people who were hoping the new direction was going to be Ryan speaking with proper English and grammar, that's not it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for pointing that out. Absolutely. And without any further delay, get ready. Because here we go with Season 2 of Fill Me In! Hit it! (laughs) Why don't we have new music? You are. Well, you are responsible for no, finding I everything. Am not I responsible. am responsible for doing nothing. You're. You are the music guy. We I have the exact know. same music. I'm very disappointed. You I, were taught all week. You said, "I can't wait, Ryan. I can't wait for you to come into the studio today and and listen to the new music I have composed." Well, here's the thing. I wrote new music, and just by chance, it happened to sound exactly like the old music. I didn't realize it until I was done. Really? Yeah, it's Does that happen strange. a lot? Well, it does. The last new uh, piece that I wrote was actually Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> I didn't know, and then I was, I'd spent forever on it, and then, lo and behold, it was some piece that's already been around for several hundred years. So, I mean, what do you want me to do? Speaking of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, yeah. did you notice that clue about cats? In, uh, in, in a recent puzzle? In a recent puzzle from last cats. week. Yeah. Uh, the, I think it was something like musical that includes Mr. Mistopheles. Yes, Cats by the, Andrew Lloyd Webber. That is the worst song of all time. It is one of the worst songs in one of the worst musicals. I I posted the video. Of Mr. Mistopheles? Of, of somebody performing Mr. Mistopheles yeah. in full Cats regalia. Well, I don't think there's any other way to perform that song or anything else from that oh, show. God, you have to be dressed like a cat. It's horrible. Or you could be a cat. Well, they're not dressed like cats in that musical. They're dressed like... What they're, are they dressed, dressed like? They're dressed like weird 1980s modern dancers with cat-style makeup on Ugh. And huge wigs like they're from a hair band. Everything about that musical turns me off. Yeah, but how was it so popular for so long? I mean, it it's was. still popular. It's touring. It plays everywhere. Oh, God. People love it. It's horrible. What is wrong with people? I Listen, if you're out there and want to tell us why Cats is good, you should do so. Email us at rbxblog at gmail.com. Speaking of asking questions to people. Yeah, we asked like a dozen different questions last week to Mike Nothnagel, pen pal loser and constructor of the Friday Puzzle. <laughs> he has not replied at all. No, he hasn't. I, I think either he has, A, listened to our show and decided to be a bastard, or uh, <laughs> two, he has not listened to our show. I don't understand. We asked him how email work. We asked him... About numbers, yeah. We asked proofs, him. We asked theorems? him. Yeah, we asked him about grammar as well and the pluperfect tense. Right. Uh, we asked him a myriad and of we things. Have heard and from him in a zero manner. <laughs> <laughs> Again, continuing with the trend of Ryan creating sentences that should not exist. All right. Should we start with the viewer mail? I think we should. Do we have a new viewer mail song for season two? 
Well, yes, I composed it, but it just happened to sound exactly like the old one. Oh, what a shame. Viewer mail. Opening it up. This week in the viewer mailbag, we have two viewer mails. Count them, two. Count them, one, two. Two wonderful mails. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Look at you with the impersonation. Look at me, I'm Count Von Count. <laughs> that was his name. Oh, that's it. right. You're Count right. Count Von Count. The purple guy with the pointy nose I know, who counted I, things. I know. I'm, you don't know who Count Von Count is? I, oh, Ryan. You need to Why calm, do we allow you to be on a show? You need to calm the F down. I will calm the G down. Uh, our first viewer mail comes from Amanda Yesnowitz, Unparalleled Peril Verse Engineer, shining light to us all. She writes, Hi, guys. Sorry, I have been out of touch, but I needed some space from you two after the ACPT. I don't understand that. I don't understand. I, I thought we were very pleasant at the ACPT. Should I read where she says, just kidding, or should I leave that out? I think you should leave that out. Let's let the audience think that she hates us. All right, I'm going to leave that out. Might, might help victimize us. We earn some pity votes. So after saying just kidding, she says, first off, in response to... Oh, wait, I'm not reading that. No, what are you doing? Do you pay <laughs> attention to anything we've prepared? <laughs> um, she doesn't say this next part, but then she says the part that I'm about to say now. Regarding episode number 45, you had me in stitches. Usually, usually I listen to fill me in a crisscross grab bag on my computer while I am doing several other things, but on this day, I chose to download it to my iPod and take a stroll to Tri Tribeca. I laughed so hard I almost got hit by a car which might have gotten in the way of the comedy. The interviews were great, the comments were great. What more could a listener want from a season finale? Actually, a cliffhanger would have been sweet. Cliffhanger would have been sweet. It would have been. We really should have done that. Anyway, thanks for a season of shout-outs, nicknames. Can I suggest Triple Threat for Peter Gordon? Ooh. Very nice. Good. I like it. Mindless Blather. Can Blather be mindful? And General many Merriment. Manyment. Manyment? Manyment. Merriment. Uh, can't wait for season two, which is happening right now. This is it. XOP2, U-P-V-E-A-S-L-U. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> she's She's acronymed her yeah. nickname. Is there an A in the middle of it? There is an A. There is. Is it before the S? Yes. Is it before the S-L-T-U-A? It, it, the way it's spelled Is there here, an A in there? There is an A. So it is Unparalleled Parallel Verse Engineer, A Shining Light a to shining Us All. A Shining Light to Us All. Okay. Our second email comes from our, uh, our good friend, Thomas Heilman, as a boy. Who we've never met. We've never met Thomas Heilman. But he lives received, in California. Is that where he is? I believe so. Well, we've received several emails from him over our... The, the lengthy history of our show, and the most recent one came to us here just in time for the season two opener. This now, email is titled Rogue Wood Ponies. Uh, just a very quick backstory. The last two emails we got from him uh, detailed his encounters with dead horses. Yes, they did. His emails tend to be a little longer than the average email. And, uh, and a little to... more fictional. <laughs> Possibly more fictional. We usually claim about 50% of the email to be fiction. Uh, the other 50% to be, what, uh, some sort of cotton polyester blend? <laughs> yes. Is that it? Uh, this email is one of the longest we've ever received. From anybody. From anybody. And it's and not called... just about the show. No, this is not much about the show at all. But we liked it a great deal, so we're going to read the whole thing. Well, almost the whole thing. In what might be the, uh, the first of uh, an occasionally ongoing series of fiction-ish from Thomas Heilman. This one is called Roguewood Ponies. <laughs> Hi, guys. Congratulations on a great season one. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Well, not every minute, but more on that in a bit. 
I intended to write sooner, but I wanted to save my posting for your second season opener, and, well, season one kind of just kept a-going, didn't it? Quick, in what film does a lead character sing a song called Keep A-Going? Do we and know who that? who is that actor? Do we know that? I, I don't. Do you, Keep A-Going? Keep A-Going, and who was that actor? Why don't you look that up while I'm reading the rest of this email? Okay. Going on. But to a few points. Somewhere, long ago, you guys were talking about what to do if you encountered a bear. Ryan said something about running, and Brian corrected him, saying that the proper thing to do was to stop running or to run to a tree and hide behind it. I have a bit of experience with bears, and if you make the mistake of running, I'd sure as hell not suddenly stop and hide behind a tree. My honest advice, based on my experience in many emergency situations, is to deal with all emergencies the same way, by dropping everything and running like hell. Run over things, run through things, run up things, and run down things. Just run. If you are running from alligators, be sure to alternate running left and right. They can run quickly in straight lines. Not good with turns, though. When I was a boy, I was once playing... <laughs> like, that's where his theme music should go. Right. It's right before when I was a boy, don't you think? When I was a boy, I was once playing in the sand and gravel pit I've talked about here before. It bordered on... What's that? I don't remember him talking about that before. You should listen to his previous stories. Okay. It bordered on a forested area, and I decided to walk into it a bit to mess around with a Tarzan swing we had fashioned out of the very same rope we'd used with our rafts. I was walking along the edge of a hill by a thick patch of trees and weeds on my left, and just as I turned left to go down the path into the woods, I came face to face with a black bear. Apparently the bear was as surprised to see me as I was surprised to see him. I turned and ran like hell, leaped off the hill, gathered myself up, and ran like hell some more. The bear also turned and ran like hell back down the path into the woods. A friend who was there with me saw the bear and said it looked more like a pony, but come on! What the hell would a pony be doing out in the woods all alone? Do ponies growl? Are ponies squat and round? Then again, maybe this was just another in my series of odd horse experiences. I suppose it wouldn't be any odder encountering a squat, round, growling, rogue pony in the woods than it would be to encounter a dead horse in a river or along a highway. A few years later, we were jumping off this hill, and we noticed some stuff sticking out of the side of the hill. We poked around a bit and discovered the stuff sticking out was bones. We dug and dug and got really excited when we pulled out some really long claws. I took some into school, and some friend of my science teacher said they were bare bones. Not the same bear, or pony, I'd seen a few years earlier. These were quite old. I remember making a necklace out of some of the claws and calling myself Bear Claw when we played Cowboys and Indians. <laughs> but back to your show. Who the hell is this person who thinks you don't merit? The only thing you guys have ever done that has not had merit, in my opinion, was the countdown. Uh. No merit there. Season one ended, and where did the countdown take us? Why were we counting down? Where was the counting? Answers? No place. Nobody knows. There wasn't any. Best, Tom Heilman. First off, Thomas Heilman, thank you for the story. Um, it was a great story. It was a great story. How much of it do you think is fact, and how much of it do you I think is fiction? I believe 50%. That's about what I believe. Yes. It seems to be pretty standard with Thomas Heilman's I, work. I think so. I think that uh, alligators are actually better at turning and not good at straight lines. Okay, I, I, I would accept that. I also don't think it was a black bear. I think it was a brown bear. All right. Uh, but the rest, yes. Definitely the rest was good. Yes. Viewer mail. Closing it up. What's next? What's next? I've lost the agenda. I have the agenda. Excellent. In two weeks from the from today, from the day that we are recording this, not from the day that you are listening to this. How about you say the actual date that we're landing on? April are we 5th. flying in? April 5th. We're talking about April 5th. April 5th. 
On April 5th, Brian and I will be traveling up to Boston, uh, the city of brotherly love. That is Philadelphia. We're going to Philadelphia? No, the city of brotherly love is Philadelphia. Boston is Beantown. Oh, is it? Yeah. We'll be traveling up to Beantown on April 5th to take part in the Boston Crossword Tournament. Yes, it's uh, it's run by the Harvard College Crossword Society. Yes, uh, and one of the organizers is June Pak. And June is uh, he he's been uh, featured in the New York Times, uh, having constructed several puzzles uh, recently, as recently as today. Uh, today's Sunday puzzle was yes. a, a creation of his, and he's uh, he was kind enough to lend us about ten minutes of his time uh, talking about his Boston tournament coming up. And here's what he had to say. Well, so we are going up to uh, the Boston tournament in uh, two weeks. I guess it's two weeks from today, yes? It is two weeks from today. So we just love to get a little information about what's going to happen. Um, you're, you're, you are organizing it? I am one of the organizers. Who, of who, who, who else is organizing it? It's Eric Helmut of the uh, Boston Group. Sure. Boston, and there's a couple of... Harvard undergrads who are associated with the Harvard College Crossword Society, Kyle Mahawals and Nathaniel Rackage. And, I mean, in the name, it's kind of a grandiose name considering it's those two guys. Uh, so, so there's just three of you, and you are the Harvard College Crossword Society. That's right. Well, tell us a little bit about what this tournament is going to be. So the tournament is going to be um, kind of low-key, but we're very excited that Will Shorts is coming up for it. Yes. And he's going to be bringing... Um, New York Times crossword puzzles for Monday through Thursday of the following week. Wow, okay, that's great. And how did you swing that? um, How did we swing that? Well, uh, he's he's very generous with um, offering puzzles to be used at at sort of local crossword tournaments. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of how we got this um, to work. And also, Kyle used to intern for Will Shorts at the the New York Times. Oh, okay. We had an in, I guess. Great. well, and you and you have a bit of an in there. I mean, you've been published in the Times now uh, several times in in just recent months as a constructor. Just recent hours, yeah, <laughs> in actually. recent hours, like today. Yes, in very recent hours, I have been published. Um, so, <laughs> that, as of when we were organizing the, the tournament, though, that had, that was not quite as true. But Kyle actually knew Will personally, and he asked him if he would uh, make an appearance, and so we were very excited that he was going. He agreed to come, and so. That's and do you know what he's going to be doing there? Is he going to be speaking or...? Well, he's sort of going to be running the show, but mostly, I think, um, logistically speaking, his job is mostly to keep everyone entertained while we do all the scoring. Ah. That, that, that is going to take some time. So right. we're going to have four puzzles. Okay. And, um, it's not going to be in a playoff, like, like at the ACP or anything. Like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll just score them up, um, and then, you know, the, we'll announce the award winners and they'll give them some prizes. But um, while we're scoring them... That, I don't know, half an hour or something like that. He's going to be uh, regaling the crowd with his uh, using anecdotes and possibly puzzles from his NPR gig. Oh, great. Maybe, maybe a song? Maybe a song. Maybe, maybe he'll bring his ukulele. <laughs> does Will Shorts play the ukulele? He does, he does. Secretly, though. Yes. We don't talk about it on the air. We don't. Um, and so, so four puzzles, and it's going to be about four hours long? Three and a half hours long? Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be about... It's supposed to be... Done by four because, um, in principle, we only have the lecture hall reserved until four, and it's going to start. But we're, we're going to start registration at twelve, and hopefully start the first puzzle at one. Mm-hmm. So that's about how long it's going to be. And uh, how many people do you have signed up at this point? I don't know. The box office is a little bit uh, recalcitrant with that information, but <laughs> we 
are going to cap the field if it comes to that at about 150, because we think that's about how many uh, papers we can get scored in a reasonable amount of time. Okay. Um, so if there are more than that, then the rest of them will be welcome to come and um, do the puzzles for fun and listen to Will, uh, but not sort of compete in the main event. Okay. And now how many times have you done this event before? I have never done this before, but two years ago, I'm told, I think it was two years ago, they had an event, um, and which was similar, but it was only for Harvard. So this is sort of the, the first annual this. I'm hoping it will sort of be the first annual this. <laughs> Excellent. Um, that would be great if we, if we could get it to be a regular thing. How can people uh, sign up for the tournament? How do people sign up for it? Well, so if, if they're living in Boston, then they can go to the Harvard box office and just buy a ticket. Okay. Um, if they're not living in Boston, they can go to the website of the box office, which is linked from the tournament website. So the tournament's website is bostoncrosswordtournament.org. Okay. And then there's a link for uh, how to get how to get registered for the tournament. And so $10 to enter, uh, and if you go through either online or over the phone for the box office, there's some sort of like a 5 or $6 service charge. Okay. Um, if you go in person to the box office, there's no service charge, and it's just the $10. Okay, um, great. Now, is there any risk for those people coming from out of town, like, say, me, uh, of missing that 150-person cutoff? I'd still like to participate, but what if I want to save my $6 service charge? I don't really have much choice there, do I? I don't think so, because the box office is not necessarily going to be open on the day of. I see. So I really do have to reserve my spot in advance. You have to get a spot in advance if you're coming. Okay. Um, well, if you're coming from out of town. Well, sure, but I mean, even a $15 entry fee is very okay. reasonable for a, a four-puzzle event. It should be a lot of fun. You know, of course, if, if worse comes to worse and you don't get into this field, then you can always still come and do the puzzles for fun anyway. And, and Absolutely. I certainly don't expect to... hear Will Shorts, and I think it'll still be fun. And I don't expect to win anything anyhow. So I, I expect to win. Ryan is planning to win the whole thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, I hope... That would be outstanding if you won the whole thing. Yes. Then uh, congratulate you. You could shake Will's hand and... Uh, Hey, you'd get to shake Will Shorts's hand. <laughs> not bad. That sounds fun. I hope the first prize is good, because I'm not coming up all the way to Boston to win nonsense. The prizes are all good, um, and if you go to the website, you can look at the prizes that we have lined up. Um, we were able to get uh, about a half dozen of the country's absolutely best constructors and editors to donate uh, puzzle books. Oh, wow. Autograph. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Which, which books we've got, and, uh, and I... Very excited because they've been they've been mailing to me and I've been collecting the puzzle books and I'm, you know we're, we're going to give them out to the, the top finishers in several categories. So um, that's going to be um, I think a very nice set of prizes. Now you so uh, five thousand dollar grand prize. There's no five thousand dollar grand prize, but you did say that there were different categories uh, of prizes. Yeah, we're going to have pair solving division and an individual solving division. Puzzlers don't exactly have a weekend warrior kind of. Uh, Vision because the weekend puzzles are actually harder. But if you're if you're the type of person who likes to solve crosswords but isn't necessarily up for you know going at it in competition on your own and you want to sign up with a friend or a spouse or something like that, you can enter the pairs division and that will have its own set of prizes. And of course, there's also the solo division. And I think we'll also give out um, awards to the top undergraduates. Oh, okay. Wow. Co-sponsored by the Harvard College Crossword Society. And so I, I expect to get some undergraduate uh, competitors as of fact that they can enter the tournament for free instead of paying the ten dollars because because it is co-sponsored by the Harvard College uh, Crossword Society. So basically, we're footing the bill for their entry. I would I sort of think, still think that the uh, top overall finishers may not be undergraduates because it takes a while to build up the sort of 
store of useless information that is necessary to really do well at these things. Yeah. Right, and as we've learned from the ACPT, it definitely takes somebody who's a lot older to win five tournaments <laughs> in a row. <laughs> Uh, it right. certainly doesn't happen with somebody who is, you know, a college student and starring in a documentary old. movie the first time he wins five in a row. Right. I mean, wasn't Tyler Hinman like a, a zygote when he won his I first I believe he was. This is great. Um, thank you so much, June. Um, we're going to be, we're looking forward to it. We're going to put all the information up on the website. So uh, all three people who read our blog can sign up. We're going to see you up there. That's terrific. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. As are we. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for talking to us, June. Thank you. Hello. So, if you want to, we're going to put all the information uh, about the Boston tournament on the website. Yes. So, sign and their up. website, by the way, uh, if it wasn't clear in the interview, there www.bostoncrosswordtournament.org. Yes. So, sign up. Sign up now and attend, and it'll be a lot of fun. Say hi to Will Shorts. Boston is also a lot of fun. Baseball season is starting, and I'm a fan of the Red Sox. And it, this is actually going to be the, the day before the first day of baseball. The day before the first day of baseball. You you have a real way with words. <laughs> Thank You're you. You're quite eloquent. <laughs> Thank you. Now the now we're getting to the the meat of the show. The meat. The meat. The meat. The meat of the show. Okay. Uh, we have an arc. So here's what we're going to do. This is going to be an ongoing going story. This is our season two through line. This is our season two through line. Thank you for crystallizing my thoughts eloquently. It's what I do. Yes. Brian and I are going to work on constructing a crossword puzzle, a 15 by 15 crossword puzzle, and attempting to get it published in the New York Times. That's our goal. That is our goal. Sometime before season two is over, we want to see our names on a byline. Right. Brian Hecht and Brian Simmett. I think Brian Simmett and Ryan Hecht. Whatever. I think, well... You say whatever. I say Brian Simmons and Ryan Heck. Now, now we did. I want to lay down some. You just you just brush that off like it didn't happen. Like you're going to edit it out of the show. So I'm going to lay <laughs> laying down some ground rules. <laughs> the ground rules are a that we have not started constructing a puzzle at all. We have not. This is this is not begun. This has not begun. Nope. We're not going to like suddenly show up tomorrow with like ta da! Look what we did overnight and having had. Right, you know, we haven't done it like over we the last six months. We haven't something. come up with a theme. We're not nope. sure if it's going to be theme or themeless or with a theme. Probably we're going to have one with a theme. It might be themeless, but it might be themeless less. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't come up with anything yet. No. Nope. We just know that it's probably it's not going to be Sunday size because that seems a little daunting. It is a little daunting. So I think we're going to go with. You th- understand? It's probably not going to happen either. But we're going to try anyhow. Well, I mean, at the very least, this is what I can say for sure: we will construct a puzzle. A yes. completed puzzle, and yes. we will submit it yes. to the New York Times. Yes. Whether it gets published is completely out of our control. We're not going to. We're not going to. Um... Why do you start sentences without knowing what they're going to contain? <laughs> I start sentences without knowing what they're going to contain because. <laughs> um, do you just sometimes begin talking and hope that eventually something of substance comes out? I'm waiting for that to happen. <laughs> happen yes. But you do. You, you maintain that hope. I do. You do? I do. I'm a hopeful person. You are very hopeful. I am. I'm hopeless. We're not going to try to get any special treatment. I mean, we do know Will Shorts. Will Shorts knows us. But we're not going to email him constantly and ask for special treatment of any sort. I think that's wise. (laughs) Probably is wise. I think you might need special treatment, but not from Will Shorts. But I think what we will need, what we will ask of some people... Oh, well, well, first, we can't can't talk about specific clues. (laughs) 
we can't. Should you have summed this all up in your head before wait, you began wait, the podcast? Hold on, today? hold on, hold on. You have been rambling on and said so far very little. We can't talk about specific clues or specific themes or whatnot on the show because obviously, if people know what the answers are and the clues are, it's never going to get published. So we're going to have to talk in general terms. But I think one thing that we will ask of some people is uh, to test solve to look at it and give us um, suggestions on how to make it better, because I'm sure it will need work. So it sounds like the, the weekly recaps of this ongoing arc are going to consist of one of us asking the other, have you come up with a theme yet? And the other one saying either yes or no, but that's it, because we won't be able to talk about what the theme is. Right. We're going to talk about the whole process, excluding any kind of specific Clues and answers. Sounds very interesting. Well, I think it is interesting. It's like recapping a baseball game, only talking about the fact that there are nine innings, or that the pitcher throws the ball. Well, I think since it's happening in real time... So does baseball. But you said recap. Recap is not happening in real time. Sure. No, it's not. A recap is a recap. A recap happens... Well, the game isn't happening at the time of the recap, but the recap is happening at the time of the recap. Well, everything is happening in real time. Exactly. I think it's going to be interesting. Okay. Let's let's it, look forward to it's it. It's something I would listen to. Is it? Yes. Okay. More or less. Okay. There's alienate nothing else the on. audience. Go ahead. Just alienate. No, I think this is. If you, if people don't think this is interesting, please write us at uh, rbxblog at gmail dot com. Sure. We already forgotten our address. Oh, that's another thing. Our address might change. Our address will probably change. Not yet, though. So no. hang on to this one. But we're gonna we're going through a rebranding. We might be rebranding. I'm gonna stick a hot poker somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know where. Uh, so now uh, moving on to... So that's the arc. That's the arc. The arc is going to be us trying to construct and submit a puzzle and get published in the New York Times. By the next ACPT. By the next ACPT. So we have one year. In season two. That's the goal. Yes. Okay. You don't seem excited at all. I'm waiting for it to happen. Well, you can't just wait for it to happen. You actually have to do something about it. All right. I'm waiting to do something about it. I haven't done anything yet. You haven't? No. The whole point was to start at zero. We're starting at zero. I can't have done anything about it yet. So Are we going to talk about a puzzle of the week? Yes, we should talk about a puzzle of the week. Our puzzle of the week choice for this past week was Friday, March 20th by David Levinson Wilk. Edited, I, of course, by Will Shorts. I really enjoyed this puzzle. You loved this puzzle. This was a Friday puzzle. I uh, think it was on the, the, the easy side. I think some of the other bloggers complained uh, of, about its easiness. Yeah, I did not complain about its easiness. But it was a it's a it's a fifteen by fifteen puzzle, obviously, but it, it somehow contains ten fifteen letter answers. Ten fifteen letter answers. It's pretty impressive. And I, what I thought was also impressive about it was only two of those fifteen letter answers were trivia based. All the others were in the language phrases. Really? Yes. The yeah, two, I guess that they are. The two downs on the other on yeah. the left side and the right side Three are trivia. Three down, they include amaretto and slow gin. Alabama Slammers. And 11 Down, 1984 Talking Heads concert film and hit album. Stop Making Sense. That was a fantastic, fantastic album. I don't even... I don't. I love the Talking Heads. They are great. They were great. They don't work together anymore. But I thought it was great. Soak to the skin, fill in the blank, filling in the blanks. No, fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks. Yeah. Some yep. other, at some other time. Yep. They were great. Yeah, it was very nice. The triple stacks crossing right through the middle there. Right. Uh, worked out very, very nicely. Now, interestingly, the, the where that all crosses through, I'm just looking at these at that little you know three by three section where the triple stacks cross. Uh-huh. And there's there's some repeated little words to the 
the is all in there, soaked to the skin, and fill in the blanks, go across, coming down, rotten to the core, uh-huh. press to the nines, across the street. There's a lot of repeated middle words there that help facilitate that crossing, which otherwise I think would be a very complicated construction like without those little words. I think it seems complicated anyway. Do you? And you want to try to construct a 15 by 15? Well, maybe not something like this. I don't think we need 10 15-letter answers. No, how about 12 15-letter answers? All right. How about all 15-letter answers? All right. How about we just a 15 by 15 grid with no black squares? What do you think about that, Kevin G. Durr hyphen Euclid? Well, what I'll do is I'll, I'll invent my own algorithm. Would you please? 63 across. We want to talk about this one. Basket on a court. Basket on a court. Now, I thought maybe... You had, like, Judge Judy, and somebody brought her, you know, a little picnic basket, a little little snack bag for the day. She goes through a lot of cases, might get hungry, might need a little nosh. <laughs> Don't <laughs> yeah. you think? No, that's not what this that's is not about. What it is. It's actually so, about hyalai. Hyalai? And the answer is sesta. I think it's hyalai. It's, it's sesta. It's sesta. C-E-S-T-A. That's the name of the basket on the court yes. of hyalai. Now, we... Uh, Brian and I uh, talked back and forth about this a little bit and realized that we don't know anything about Hyalai. No. The only thing I know about Hyalai is it shows up in puzzles a lot. It does. And not only New York Times, but Hyalai shows up in any level of puzzle that you do. A-L-A-I is a terrific random combination of four letters that serves as the crossings of lots of other normal things. As is J-A-I. Sure. So it's just a way to use letters that don't otherwise make any sense. I mean, this, this shows up in the TV Guide crossword. I mean, I think the sport was invented after all these crossword puzzles came out. You know, somebody was doing these puzzles and thought, well, there really ought to be this game. It sounds really cool. So we searched on YouTube for some high-life videos, and we, we found one. Yeah. And uh, it makes no sense. We don't understand it, but there are some sportscasters who sound like they know what they're talking about. Uh, they refer to things like Goikachea. <laughs> and uh, Ayurvedo. Uh, we don't know if these are moves in the game or names of equipment pieces. Or or, or players. Possibly players. Uh, so far, it looks pretty much like these guys are playing racquetball, but they're wearing huge cups on their hands. I think those are called cestas. I think that those are called, like, banana scoops. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they're just flinging a ball around. There doesn't seem to be any scoring going on, or I don't really know what's happening. I don't know what's happening either. Do you know how to play racquetball? Doesn't it look like racquetball? I don't know how to play racquetball. But uh, for any sport, even sports that we know nothing about, for any sport, there are A, there are people that are very, very good at it, who practice their whole lives to get good at it, and there are B, fanatics who love it. Yeah. And and think it's the greatest sport of all time. And when it comes to Hylai, uh, Ryan and I are definitely neither of those things. And we're not trying to make fun of people who enjoy Hylai. No. I mean, no. if you love Hylai, that's fantastic. I mean, but I think we're pointing up more our ignorance. I mean, we're looking at it, and clearly there's a whole system and there's a whole set of yeah, rules. We've actually watched this one particular video that we linked on the site. We've watched it twice, and I, I, still, I understand nothing. It makes no sense. Really, I understand nothing. And I don't think it's about the poor quality of video, and it, the ball moves awfully quick, but... They seem to be good at it. And they're having a good time. You know, people are excited at some points and, and defeated at some points. And the broadcasters certainly make it seem very suspenseful They're very and excited. Oh, yeah. Now, at this point in the show, we would normally ask Mike Nothnagel to explain Highlight to us. Yeah, but instead, we're not going to bother because we know that Mike Nothnagel, pen pal loser and constructor... He's of the clearly puzzle, very busy. Yeah, he must be doing lots of other things because he's not listening to our show. He must be doing paranormal equations. Uh, either that or he's inventing what a Pythagorean pentagon is. 
No. <laughs> he could be. He might be. Uh, it needs to be invented. We're waiting for that. So who should we ask instead? Why don't we ask Dan Fayer's mom? D- Dan Fayer's mom, all right. Dan Fayer's mom, if you're out there listening, and we think that you probably are. Please explain highlight to us. If you would. And use terms like Gaikacheo and Ayurveda because we've learned those so far. So right. that would actually help us in the process. It would help us. It would be applied knowledge. It would be. You love that. I love applied knowledge. Absolutely. Um, is that it? I think that might be it. That is the show. So this was the end of season two, episode one. Episode 46. Season two, episode one, episode 46. That's a very complicated way to explain it. How about just season two premiere? Okay. How about that? The premiere. The what? The premiere. Okay. That's not a word. It's not? Yeah, yeah. What, what is that? Premiere. <laughs> 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 Okay.